But speaking of the postseason, now that the 14-game regular season schedule is done, we now shift gears um, this Tuesday into the postseason. And on Tuesday night, we're going to be treated to three first-round matchups. The first one is going to be the Redwoods and the Water Dogs in the 4 versus 5 matchup. Then later on is going to be the Chrome and the Chaos in the 2 versus 7. And then the Atlas and Archers rounded out on the late game at 10.30 on NBCSN in the three versus six matchup. So which one of those three are you most excited to see on Tuesday night? Most excited to see the Atlas and the Archers, I think. The reason being is I think the Archers should run away with this game. I think they're unbelievable because Atlas can't quite click. As much as Concanon is doing great things, they can't quite click. However, if somehow the Atlas can find a way to, for the first time all season, click into those pieces. I think then we could have a game. You know, Pinnell and Ryan Brown had an unbelievable connection in the world games. I mean, it was just automatic. And Eric Law is automatic. He's so good. And you got all these midfielders that are great, but they can't do it. So this game, I would expect the archers to get it done and handily. But the reason I'm excited to see it is, are we going to see the Atlas turn into the team we've all expected? Because if they do and they get hot, they're as dangerous of a team as anyone. <laughs> but, I mean, I, can't, I say it a hundred times, but, it, you know, flip the quarter. Are we going to see it or are we not? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, for me in that matchup, it's going to be exciting because – these two teams faced off last Monday in one of the night games that day, and we saw the two rookies, Grant Amon and Brian Cosfield, who went 1-2 and two overall in the Kalita draft. They just went back and forth the whole game, just kind of going score for score with each other and showing why they were the top two picks in that draft. So I think getting to see them go at it again, even though they're not like necessarily going head-to-head one-on-one in their matchup specifically they were definitely trying to outdo each other on their ends of the field so I think it'll be a lot of fun to kind of watch them go at it again in this one and like you said I think that you know Ryan Boyle kind of alluded to it on the broadcast the other night saying that these four games are kind of like the warm-up to the postseason I mean all seven teams get in so really your record's only good for who you're going to be matched up with in that postseason so really it's just kind of getting everybody acclimated to their systems and things like that getting them acclimated to each other so that when it comes time to when it really matters in the postseason you guys are ready to go yeah absolutely and i'm going to be interested to see are these teams going to pull some different things out were there anything is there anything they were maybe hiding away a little bit to save for the tournament you know, and the other thing with the tournament, like you said, every team makes it in there. And the real prize that anyone wanted was that first round bye. And the Whips got that, and rightfully so. Yeah. Outside of that, you're all going to make it. So, like, it's kind of a matter of who you play and things like that. But the big thing right now is who is going to get hot, right? It's like uh, March Madness, things like that. And you see teams that you don't expect start to rise to that occasion. And it's because all of a sudden something happens and they become that on-fire team. Last year, we saw it with the Redwoods, right? All of a sudden, the Redwoods started to pick up steam. And all of a sudden, they go into the playoffs and they win two games to get to the championship game. And they score with under a minute. And unfortunately for the Redwoods and their fans, the Whips end up taking it. 
But my point is, they got hot at the end of the season. They became that dangerous team. Who is going to do that this year? I think we all know that the Whip Snakes are going to do great. We all think that Archers and so on. But there's going to be a team that's going to shock some people. They're going to surprise some people. It's just, it's bound to happen. So excited to see who gets hot in that moment. And one other thing, and I'll, you know, pass it over to you. But the other thing that I'm really interested in and want to absolutely see is any one of these teams can win on any given day, right? They're all loaded. So if all it takes is one win to knock someone out. So while I don't see the teams like the Water Dogs somehow knocking out, you know, the Whip Snakes somehow, but do I see it where some way possibly Atlas could beat the Archers? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Do I see a way the Water Dogs could maybe beat the Redwoods? Yeah. So all these teams are stacked, and all it takes is one game to get that momentum going. So it's it's wide open right now, baby. I can't wait to see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And just for my final thought here before we wrap this up, you mentioned about seeing which teams kind of held something back sort of from their game plan during the group play stage, and they're planning on unleashing it during the playoffs. I'm really hoping – that and I've talked about this a little bit on my past episode about the Atlas offense is that I'm really hoping that that's kind of the case with this Atlas offense that they were kind of just throwing some things out there seeing what worked what didn't work and knowing that it really was the time that they could do that because that's the time where it has the least impact on them and I'm hoping that kind of going into this postseason they start to kind of let guys loose and let them play a little more and kind of show us some things that we didn't necessarily see during that group play stage because I mean guys just shot horribly to put it to put it flat out for the Atlas. I mean, I tweeted about it last night. They had five guys on their offense shoot under 25% during group play and two of them went under 10% being Rabel and Busick and I mean that's just that's just un, it's unheard of. And I mean, even even Pinnell, compared to the two of them, shot a scorching 13%. So I mean, it's just, it's. I, I never thought I would see this with this offense because on paper, it's just like, it's, it's so deep. And so I'm really hoping that they kind of somehow turn it around in that postseason. Like I said, they've got that matchup with the Archers and they played them so well last Monday. So I'm hoping they can at least do that again on Tuesday and give everybody another treat with that. And like I said, with Eamon and Cosfield kind of going back and forth. But that'll actually do it for episode 33 of Taking the Field with Stevie Mac. Make sure to check out the episode on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Podchaser by searching Taking the Field with Stevie Mac. Phil, always good catching up with you and talking some PLL action with you. And uh, we'll see you guys later.